This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Straight up with no chaser. You're in the sports bar with Danger and Battaglia on the Sports Leader 95.7 FM and AM 950 The Fan. Rochester. Just finding a way to get into a rhythm. Um, Come out in the opening drive, had some success moving the ball. Obviously hit a low there and didn't score really to to late in the fourth. We had our opportunities, didn't score before half. Um, Didn't get six in the first drive of the second half. That's not complimentary football, you know. You get a double dip and and get the points there and um, give yourself a chance. And, you know, it's the old cliche in order to win, you got to stop yourself from losing, and we didn't do that tonight. Oh, God, save Josh Allen. It's gotten to Josh Allen, too. It's an epidemic. Complimentary football. We welcome in 13WM Sports Director, BuffaloPlus.com, Mike Catalana. Hey, Mike, before we we assess blame and start Mm -hmm. talking about the game, paint a picture for us because it looked unbelievable uh, on Sunday Night Football in Cincinnati. The stadium and the stripe out and the whole thing is one thing, but this was, of course, a a game with some special meaning for DeMar Hamlin. Can Can you walk us through what that atmosphere was like? You know, it was interesting before the game because DeMar was out there doing his warm-ups and he was really embracing the moment. Um, I mean, we knew he wasn't going to play. Um, and it was kind of cool. I could hear the response, a lot of fans getting to see him. I mean, you know, we know DeMar in Buffalo. They know him as the, you know, the man who had that happen to him on their field. So it was really kind of cool. This was a game that there were 66,000 people in the stands. There was not a ton of Bills fans there. It wasn't that kind of crowd for a road game. You know, the Bills fans travel well, but not as many in Cincinnati. But the fans interacting with DeMar, I saw him signing some autographs and talking to fans before the game. And and then, um, you know, and then we saw him after the game. We were all out on the field. I, I, when I say all, a limited number, six or seven people. And this was right before the buses were leaving, and DeMar was just walking out on the field actually – you know, appeared to be near the spot where he went down on the field. And uh, I think he just was a a quiet moment for him at the end before he left. So I think it was great for him. Uh, The atmosphere for the game there was great last night. I mean, their fans are very into it and uh, for all of that. But for the DeMar part, too, I think it was I think it was good for him. And and it kind of, to a point, ends this for the team now. DeMar has been through every stage of this. But that was big you know, for them going back to Cincinnati. Mike Catalana, 13 Wham and Buffalo Plus, our guest here in the sports bar. Mike, what is <laughs> loaded question? What's wrong with this Bills offense? That I don't, offense I, I, I don't, yeah. What, what happened here? Yeah. It's the offense that stinks. They don't have an identity, they don't have confidence in it. And look, I, it's, it's not one thing, it's not one person's fault, but somebody's going to take the heat for this and take the blame. And last night, I'm in the press room, you know, media room, and we're interviewing Josh and interviewing McDermott. And look, I, I don't think I'm reading into it, 
But when it was done and I mentioned it on the air, I turned to Dan Fates and I said, they're being critical of, of Dorsey in the way that the Bills normally are. Like McDermott mentioned, you know, why aren't you staying with this pace? And he's like, I don't know. I don't know why that happened. And Allen mentioned on several occasions the game plan. Now, look, when you say the game plan, I'm following the game plan. Like, I'm just doing my job, folks. It's kind of what I took from it. And it wasn't like I'm going to rip my OC, but it's frustration. And things move fast in this league. You know, NFL stands for not for long. Like, when things are bad, you have Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs on your team, and your offense stinks. Like, it's bad right now. Um, something has to change. Either Ken Dorsey's got to change the way he's calling the game or somebody else needs to call the game because honestly, there's no flow. There's no plan. It really doesn't look like it started with it, ended with it. Not sure what happened in between, but there was a lot of a mess. Uh, on the field last night offensively. So, Mike, we we know that Josh Allen kind of put his vote of confidence in when Brian Dayball left, and this was the guy that he wanted, and the Bills, I think, did the right thing in hiring the guy that the quarterback was endorsing. Would the best thing for Josh Allen right now to to do to be to save Ken Dorsey or to to turn this around for Ken Dorsey is to to be more vocal, to be more of a guy, uh, more of an alpha, to take a role that we've seen other star quarterbacks take with success, a a Tom Brady, a a Peyton Manning, even a Patrick Mahomes does it now where, where you just see Josh Allen kind of saying, no, this has to go through me. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, you know, I don't think it's vocal. Like, you know, it's funny because our guys down on the field a lot of times will say, Josh is vocal on the sidelines. I know everybody sees the eight shots they get a game that, you know, CBS or NBC or ABC shows of him. But Allen is is pretty animated a lot of times with his teammates. That's not – I don't think that's what you're talking about. I think I'm talking about in the offensive room, in the quarterback room. Yes. Like, this is what I need. I think it needs to be, I I don't think Josh is usually wired that way. I think he's a guy who has been very coachable in his life. I think he respects these guys, but at a certain point, like, I don't think you're doing Ken Dorsey any good if you're holding back. And I just saw that, you know, Josh usually, you know, came in that Jets game, took the heat. Well, he played lousy in that game. And I don't think it was planned as much as his execution of it. But since then, he's tried to do what's needed to be done. And it's just not working. Even in the Tampa game, at least I saw a plan, right? And they did this and they went with the quicker pace. But you know what that was, guys? They hadn't done that. And they showed that and they put it on film. And I said right after that game, now I want to see what they do when it's on film and everybody's seen it. And how do they react to what defenses do? And I was not impressed. They started out with it. They go down the field and score a touchdown. I don't know what happened from that point on. I don't know what they were doing. But the offense was not moving, and that comes down to coaching. It really does. These are basically the guys they started the season with. I know Dawson Knox is out, but come on, they're better off with Kincaid and playing, uh, you know, in in more of 11 personnel anyhow, at least offensively. This is who you signed up with. They're healthy on offense, and they're bad on offense, and that shouldn't be the case. Yeah, and look, I can almost forgive the defense knowing that they're missing players, and who knows, they may be missing more at this point, yeah. Mike, but um, can you, I mean, 24 points against the Bengals, I think that's kind of realistic there. Yeah. If, you, if you told me before the game, I'm thinking, oh boy, the Bills have a shot to win this game. 
Yeah, I'm telling you, they scored three in the second half. They got some stops. They kept the team in the game. Look, Bengals made some weird mistakes, too. They were a beatable team last night. They started out really sharp on offense. And McDermott, I got to say, I think it's, I do think it's taken him away from the other parts of the game. And I mean, even maybe a little more attention to the offense because nobody who has coached this defense, Leslie Frazier, really for the whole time, has had to deal with the injuries that McDermott's dealt with. And I'm looking around there last night, and at one point, Hyde's off the field, and uh, both corners are off the field. And you're playing with Rasul Douglas, who just showed up. And at the end, they had Josh Norman in the game. And Von Miller is 30% of what he's been out there. And you, you, know, you don't have Daquan Jones. <laughs> you got Linval Joseph making plays, but he just started. Both linebackers, obviously, it just started with that at that point. You know, no Milano, and then you lose uh, Bernard. So it's a mess. And they played, I, honestly, I would say they played pretty well. Yeah, they gave up plays. It's the Bengals. Like, they've got players. But th- that's not the issue with this team. You can, you can duct tape it together a little bit on defense and hang in there. With a decent offense last night, I think they – have a shot, if not beat the Bengals, but the offense was not good. So a lot of the narrative today, especially from the national media, Mike, is that the Bills season is over, or that the Bills yeah. need to retool. I mean, we know that there's still a lot of football left to be played, and while they might be on the outside looking in right now, the playoff picture, when you look at the AFC East, there's still a shot that this is at minimum a postseason team, and and you know they're they're not owed anything, and it's not like they can snap their fingers and look like they looked against Miami in any given week. The season ain't over if you're the Buffalo Bills. You you've still got some winnable games on this schedule. Well, yeah, I mean, here's the way I look at it. And even Josh brought it up last night. You know, he's looking at the numbers. He's looking at where they are. I think their best shot to be in the playoffs is to win the AFC East. Correct. I think the wild cards just becomes really convoluted and they don't have a great conference record. The one thing they have going for them is that they beat Miami. So you could sweep Miami. That, that would be the thing. You'd have to do that. I think to win the division, unless Miami really fell apart or the bills somehow got on a big roll. You've got the games this week against Denver. You've got the jets. You've got the Patriots right out of those games. You've got to win them all. I don't see a path when you're not winning those games unless you decide then you're going to beat the Chiefs, Eagles, and Cowboys, right? So I look at those games. you got to beat Miami head-to-head if you're going to win the division. So then you're left with those other games, which is Dallas at home, at Philly, at Kansas City. you got to win one of those, right? So you got to beat all the teams you should beat. you got to beat your rival, and then you got to beat a team that's pretty good right now. At least you get Dallas at home. I guess that might be an edge, but um, it's going to take a lot. Right now, I don't. How do you trust them in the moment with the way they're playing offense? I don't think you can trust them to win. But you guys watch. You watch the other game. I'm watching Kansas City and Miami. Talented teams, but flawed. Yeah. <laughs> they're flawed. I mean, Kansas City's offense is not particularly good right now. Miami should have beaten them in the second half. So And then Miami does their Miami thing. I think the Bills issue is more their record than the idea, could you get it together? Yeah. But they put themselves in a, in a pretty big hole by, you know, the losses to, you know, New England and the Jets really, really have made this, made this uh, uh, daunting 
I would say right now. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Mike, uh, I, I want to make this clear to everybody. I'm not com- saying that the Bills lost because of officiating, but... <laughs> But, Mike, can we just ask for better officiating instead of, oh, that's that's roughing the passer? Really? That I guess then uh, that wasn't the only one in the NFL yesterday, and I don't know what intentional grounding is anymore in this league. Yeah, so you heard Josh right away. He's like, I've never seen that call. It's the first. I said it out loud in the press box, probably too loud, and there's three Bengals four Bengals, I don't know, staff, I don't think they were coaches. I don't know. They're in the press box. I don't know why they're in the press. And they turn around and look, and I'm like, I've never seen it. I've never seen it called in those circumstances. And, you know, and, you know, that's an absurd use of the rule. I mean, because it did cost the Bills a shot at three points. Does he make the field goal? I don't know, but he's got a chance at it. You get three points there. It could have help I mean, certainly would have helped them. It could have been a turned around things. I don't know, but it was just an, an absurd call. I mean, it's an option route. And I was not listening to the broadcast, but I heard a clip. Why the networks put referees in the booth or with them that are just going to parrot whatever the rep says and not criticize them if they're wrong. The absurdity to sit there and say, oh, well, this happened and that happened. And then I think, didn't Collinsworth cut him off and say, that's an option route? Like, no, that's not grounded. Yeah, Collinsworth, for what it's worth, and and I'm not the biggest Collinsworth guy, but he actually did push back a little bit there and and try to make a point like, hey, if you watch football, any fan knows what this was. This was not intentional grounding. This was the the receiver breaking off his route and Josh Allen throwing it where he thought he was going to be. 
it also showed you Gabe Davis and Josh were not on the same page. Yeah. I don't know what Gabe game Gabe was at last night or what he was doing, but he was a non-factor in including twice where they had miscommunication, including on the interception. And that just can't happen. And that's when I asked Alan about Gabe Davis. And he said, uh, it just was the game plan. It, it, you know, so <laughs> that didn't, that didn't sound very good either. But in terms of the officiating, that, that call on the, um, on the, on the roughing the quarterback on saddle. I mean, he basically dra- drags Burrow onto his own body. Unfortunately for Burrow, he, he hit his head there, by the way. Oh, it's a big, why, why are you not checking on Burrow when he hit his head? Cause he hit his head, right? Isn't oh. that why they called why they called that? I think he was fine, but. I, that's just and look the Gabe Davis in the end zone the face mask call that was a little more of a bang bang play it was a face mask and it was a little early that was probably that that should or could have been called that was not as egregious as the other two I thought the other two were just terrible we're talking to 13 Wams Mike Catalana also Buffalo Plus so now the Denver Broncos come in and you know we do yeah. this exercise at the beginning of the year okay this is one where the Mike, this isn't a layup, correct? No, there's no lay. First of all, there's no layups for the Bills right now with the way they're playing. So it can get that out of everybody's head. You just got to go and you got to find a way to win the game, win the game, and then move on to the next one. So however you get it done, you mentioned it. Like we'll find out a little bit more on the injuries, but their defense. I mean, if Bernard's out, you know. I mean, look, Tyrell Dodson makes a play and then misses on four more. He's a backup and a special teams guy. Plays hard, doesn't always get in the right spot, you know, overruns plays. Like, that's why he's been a backup in his career. But he's out there, and you got Dorian Williams, who can run all day, but doesn't know what he's doing yet. So the linebackers that are would be a problem. Right now, I think right now, health-wise, I think Rasul Douglas and Josh Norman would be the starting corners. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll see. What's with Dane and Benford? I mean, they both went out of the game. Micah Hyde with a stinger. Like, you don't know where these guys are right now. And so everything's up in the air. And it looks like Denver, to whatever extent, has gotten some of that figured out. And they've won a couple of games, so they're feeling a little bit better about themselves. So, yeah, no, there's no, there is no gimmies on the schedule. He is 13 Web Sports Director, BuffaloPlus.com's Mike Catalana, joining us in the sports bar with Danger and Bataglia. Mike, what? give us a, a little bit, if you can, look into the crystal ball here. Can the Buffalo Bills get healthier here by the end of the season? Do we know anything about the status of Matt Milano? Do we know anything about the status of Daquan Jones? Is there a timetable? Do you think there's a chance that those two key pieces of the defense maybe return before season's end? Look, I think there's always a chance. I remember last year when it was Micah Hyde, and it, the thought was Micah's out for the season. He chose to have the surgery, or they chose to, whatever the exact way was. And then all of a sudden, later in the year, you start seeing Micah doing a little bit more practice, and then I think it was Joe Biscaglia from The Athletic started asking about, like, hey, what's the deal with Micah? Then the next thing you know, I mean, Micah's getting close. So, you know, there's a point where they're not going to put a player at risk, but there's a whole process that they go through to rehab. Now, to answer your question, no idea at the moment about either one of those guys. I mean, when you look at the timetables, you know, they've been a little vague about Milano's injuries anyhow. And I know he's been in the facility, but that would be natural that they'd be there. 
I think you can hold out hope because they haven't definitively said neither guy will come back. They don't really need to do anything roster-wise. They're on the injured list. They could bring them back at a certain point. But uh, but I think you could – I guess you could hold out hope. I think more importantly for them right now is to, is to get some of these guys back to at least put yourself in a position that if those guys could come back, there's games to come back for. Because I think at the moment that's the bigger issue. But – um, look, you're going to have to score some points, right? I mean, if the defense, the defense is fighting and I do think, I do think they're, they are playing hard. You know, sometimes I think people dismiss it a little bit, but you're, you are a shell of what you were last year on that defense right now. And I will say Micah Hyatt has little, I mean, he's, he does seem a step slower. He's been a great player, seems a step slower. But Jordan Poyer in this little more of a hybrid role has been, he was flying around. He's, he's looked a lot better the last few weeks, which is encouraging. So at least on that side, you're seeing a little bit there, but man, there's a lot of talent that is not on the field for this team on defense. Yeah, Mike, I remember, like, say, Joe Gibbs. This is going back a long time ago. One right. player, he he would, you know, hey, we need this quarterback. Uh, we're going to stash him on IR and, like, yeah. just, you know, use extra. And the NFL caught on to that and, like, okay, they changed the rule where IR meant you were done for the season. Yeah. Ha- have we come full circle here? Because I see the way. I'm sure there are a lot of teams that do this, but how the Buffalo Bills. Oh, wait a second. Kyrie Elam, uh, ankle uh, injury, uh, IR. I mean, your thoughts on how the Bills are using the IR here? Yeah. I mean, most of the guys that are on the IR for that. Look, I, I did. They, Elam had been on the injury list a little bit. Did that get played up a little? Maybe. Like, I, I'm not going to worry about it as much. I guess they're keeping him there because so, they, they couldn't deal him before the deadline. I mean, I know they'll say they didn't want to, but with the right deal, I think they would have done that. We'll see what happens in the offseason. But for the most part, the guys who are on the IR, uh, like Justin Shorter is on there. I think he could come back. But honestly, I, I, I like teams having big – I like the whole practice squad idea of it. I like that there's seven – this is a brutal game. And if there's ways to keep more guys on your roster, so be it. Um, it and if, if other, other teams are probably doing something similar, but you know, at least you can use the IR to keep a closer to healthier roster and then bring guys back as opposed to, like you said, what it was when it got to the point where the minute you put the guy on IR, his season was over. I never understood why the rule was put in place like that. Like you said, maybe because of the, the misuse of it, but Right now, I mean, the rosters are pretty big. There's a lot of players that they can choose from. And and in a long NFL season, you need all those players. And Mike, in a day where we're assessing a lot of blame, I, I don't think it's all bad news. You have, short of a fumble, Dalton Kincaid kind of emerging here over the course of the last few weeks. And, and Gino and I are laughing that it took a Dawson Knox injury for us to realize what the Bills have in Dalton Kincaid. Talk a little bit about what you've seen out of the rookie. Yeah, look, he's dependable. He's their number two receiver. And I don't, I'm not just doing it on, you know, I, I think he's pretty consistent. The guy has a feel for the game um, and he gets to his spots. And by the way, in the game, and I'm not sure how much they showed on the broadcast, he got hurt. He got kicked, I think, in the shin, yeah, yeah. hurt his leg, tried to get off the field, and then Josh threw him the ball and he caught it on the sideline. Yeah. Like, he made that play. The fumble... Look, if you're ever going to forgive a guy for a fumble, he gets flipped over. He's fallen down a great defensive play to knock it loose. Because if he hits the ground, 
he's going to be down right there, and the and the Bills would have been in good shape. That that was really an impactful play, unfortunate but an impactful play against them because they could have gotten themselves back in it earlier. But now nah, this kid's really good. Yes, it the Knox injury ended up being a plus because they're they're back playing, and I don't think they have a reason to go back to the two tight end set. I don't think Knox brings enough to your offense to do that. But if you're going to play wide receivers, they have to they have to do more than they've gotten. But Diggs and Kincaid is a is a good start for pass catchers. It's just another guy. It's another guy you can depend on. And we don't see it from Davis. We don't see it from Sherfield. We don't see it at all from Hardy. Those guys have, I mean, Davis a little bit. Um, Shakir's been okay. I mean, okay. A nice player, you know, to be on the roster. But you need another impact guy, and they don't have. Look at look at last night. Look at T. Higgins. Yeah. You know, Jamar Chase was really nowhere for a while, and then the Higgins was making plays. Boyd makes plays, so that's kind of what you need. Mike, uh, what are you, Dan, and Jenna working on? Thirteen Wham, and also Buffalo Plus. We can check out this week here. Yeah, we just put up our ten takeaways from the game, um, and <laughs> Dan and I get after it pretty good. Right after the game, I said uh, at the top of our video, unlike the Bills offense, we are going to do this video with pace the entire way through. <laughs> and we did. And look, I, I, I'm, I think we're, we're honest about what we see, um, good and bad. And, and, and this, is, this is a tipping point for this team and this season is what they do over the next few weeks. They got to keep themselves in it. So we address a lot of that. We'll be at practice. They're not practicing until Thursday because of the Monday night game. I don't necessarily think it's a terrible thing for a couple of days because this team is beaten up. Uh, but they got to wake up. It's, the season's still in front of you. You're five and four. You're not two and seven. Uh, go stand up for yourselves. This is adversity. They've had this before. They've had it a couple of years ago, and they made a run, got in the playoffs, and that team could have gone to the Super Bowl. So I'm not saying that's happening. I'm saying is it's the NFL. Go win games and then see what happens. And uh, and that really starts again for them on Monday night uh, against the uh, Broncos. Mike, appreciate the time as always, man. Enjoy the rest of your week. Let's do it again soon. All right. Sounds good, fellas. Thanks, Mike. There is 13 Web Sports Director Mike Catalana joining us in the sports bar. I want to take a break and come back and continue the conversation with... Alex Brasky from Bill's Digest and the Batavia Daily News. Yeah, as uh, Sean McDermott was due to speak at 4 o'clock, but he's been pushed back to 4.30, so we're changing up on the fly. Um, after Alex, we'll have time for your calls as well at 866-4FAN, 866-4326. More next in the sports bar, Danger and Bataglia, 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan, Rochester. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.